All right. Since we have an all-church worship today, we have, um, last week I was told, you better have cooking with Drew in the nicest little kid voice. Uh, and so, of course, we have an episode, if you haven't been here with us before, um, we love to welcome the kids up, and we have a little episode of a show within a sermon that we like to call Cooking with Drew. Uh, and so I love, if you are a kid, I would love to, or if you're not a kid, if you want to sit up here, I'd love to have you come on up for an episode of Cooking with Drew. I think Steven might have found his theme music. Did you find us some theme music, Steven? You guys can grab a seat. Oh, yeah. Excited. Look at all these friends we have today on Cooking with Drew. We got one more. Come on, you can sit right up here with us. Anyone else? Right, Nick, Aaron, anyone? Okay. Friends, I'm so excited today. You're very close to me, very close to the screen here. So excited to see you. I cannot wait to make you my signature dish. Do you have any guesses what my signature dish would be? The, the greatest meal I can make. I spent years perfecting this. I can't wait to make it for you. What do you think it is? Pizza. Pizza? It's not pizza. What do you think it is? hamburger. It's a great guess. Well, we're over here. Cake. I do like making cakes. Oh, I got to go. I got to get all my stuff. Can you wait right here for me so I can get my stuff? I cannot wait. I'm so good at this. It's going to be so good. You have one more guess? Pizza. Pizza. It's a good guess. One more guess. This is the last one. Mac and cheese is a great guess. Um, I'm going to be right back. Okay. Do not go anywhere. I'm going to go get all my stuff and we're going to make the greatest signature dish ever. Okay. You ready for this? Get your bellies all ready for this. I can't wait. I'm so good. This is going to be perfect. There's nothing that can mess this up. Let me just grab my stuff here. Oh, no! Oh, no! I've ruined everything. I'm not coming out. Friends, I don't think I can do this. I've, I've ruined it. I do this all the time. I try to do one thing and I do something else. I, I'm just, I'm a mess up. I don't, are you guys still out there? You can just go home. I, I think I ruined everything. No one wants to hang out with me now. There's no way. I, I just do over and over. I mess up and I just wish I could make everything perfect. I know I can be perfect if I keep trying harder. You guys don't want to hang out with me, do you? Because I messed up. No? Oh, okay. Well, that confirms it. You sure no one wants to hang out with me? I, I'm feeling so sad now. I, I'm so sick of messing up all the time. Do you guys, guys, I'm feeling pretty bummed out about this. I'm sorry. I ruined every I ruined everything. Didn't you hear that? Everything's ruined. The flowers everywhere and the other stuffs everywhere <laughs> and the pots and pans. It's done. I'm a huge I think I'm a huge failure. 
I am. I messed up, though. You still want to hang out with me? I thought you would have been gone. You think we could fix it? I don't know your help. I just don't like... We could fix it as a team. I like that idea. I, I wish we could. I have... It's a mess. And everything's broken. And I messed it up again. I think I might just quit cooking. No? It's just... I feel like... You guys still think I should keep cooking? Yeah! Oh, you don't... You don't want to leave just because I messed up? No. no. Who cares about your failure, Abby? Who cares about my failure? That's kind of nice. Do you guys ever feel like you just mess up over and over again and you just want to give up? Yep. yep. I heard a yep. Do you think your parents ever feel like that? Maybe. No, I heard some no's. I heard a lot of yeses, though. I would guess yes. Yeah. Do you think you know anyone else who ever feels like that? Do you think most people feel like that? Yeah. I do. I know, because we, we do. You know, actually, today, in the passage we're reading in the book of Romans, it says, I know what I want to do, but I just don't do it. Isn't that such a great verse? It feels like, oh, it's exactly how I feel sometimes. I just want to go, come on, Drew, what are you doing? you got to stop having technical difficulties all the time. Because you know what it makes me feel like? It makes me feel like a failure, and then it makes me think no one wants to hang out with me. And especially, I think, God must not be happy with me. He must not want to hang out with me. Do you think that's true? No. no? Do you think God still wants to hang out with me even if I'm a failure? Yeah. 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 Have you heard that before? That God does? There actually, we read a verse a few weeks ago in Romans 5 that says, even while we were sinners, even while we were people who were big failures, Jesus still comes to us and loves us and rescues us. Isn't that amazing news? Isn't that incredible? Yeah, how does it make you how does that make you feel if someone says, Hey, I know you messed up, but I still love you? How does it make you feel? Good? Isn't that pretty incredible? And you know how God feels that way about us. Even if we dump all the pots and pans and ruin all the food in, in our in our attempt to make our signature meal, God still comes to us and says, I'm gonna help you out. Yeah. Cause because we need help. And he comes to help us. Isn't that incredible news? That's a good reminder for me. I guess I'll keep trying to make. Maybe another week I'll make our signature dish. Can you can you wait for me? Can you be patient? I know it's hard. You can be patient and wait. Yep. We'll try that another week. Okay? okay. This week I'll just have to clean up later. Okay. okay. Maybe I'll get help you with that. Help you. you can. Thank you. Yeah. Would someone pray for us? Maybe just thank God that He pursues us and He still comes for us even when we are big failures. You want to pray for us, Jack? Yeah. Jack's gonna pray for us. Let's pray with Jack here. Amen. That was a good prayer. Well, thank you guys. Why don't you head back, give your parents hugs, because they also feel this way sometimes, all the time probably. Give them a big hug. Let them know you love them. Maybe a high five to a friend. Oh, you're giving me a high five? All right, I'll take it. Thanks, bud. Good high five. We're friends, I guess, officially. I like it. Thanks, buddy. Oh, my goodness. That was a great prayer, Jack. I got a little teary almost. I love it, man. Sometimes we are big failures, and he still loves us. That might be the prayer I need every morning. Could I record you, Jack? And you could just, every morning I could listen to your voice say, you're a big failure, but God still loves you. I would like to hear that. 
I would love to hear that every day. Oh my goodness. Well, friends, uh, I'm excited because today's passage, I think, is one that uh, speaks uh, to us in a in a very, very real way. A friend of mine uh, read this passage. He said, when I read this passage, um, he said, I never have felt like the Bible saw me more than when I read this passage, which is kind of pretty high praise, and I understand why. And it has a lot to do with what we just talked about uh, in our mishaps with Cooking with Drew um, there is something very real about that feeling of, I, I'm doing this again and again and again. And uh, that feeling of, of not even, I'm not even expecting perfection. Just I'm just sick of a continuation of the same sin, the same thing, the same brokenness showing up. There's got to be a way I can fix it. And today's passage encourages us in that reality. Um, and also, I think it points us to... Um, what, how do we think about that? And what do we do with that? And so we are in the book of Romans, uh, and today we're going to look at the end of Romans 7, as we've been in the book of Romans for a while here, and uh, are just going to get through eight here before we start a Christmas series. And so we have about a month uh, uh, as we finish Romans 8, and then we will be in a Christmas series for a bit as we, uh, before we finish the rest of Romans next spring uh, in the summer. So we're in Romans 7 at the end of it. If you want to turn in your Bibles, uh, to that, or, or open your app. Uh, all the words will be on the screen, too, and we're going to uh, look at that together. Again, as a reminder, every week, but there's lots of resources for Romans if you'd love to uh, continue studying and looking. There's lots of resources on our app and our website for many years of ministry at Hope, uh, as well as there's a, there's a Romans uh, Bible journal. They're out on the communion tables. If you want one, please grab one. Those are for you. Um, all right, let me just read this passage to us, um, and this is what I hope as we just read the whole thing together. Um, I want you to, to hear it as like, have you ever felt these words? Have you ever expressed maybe even very similar words in your own life? Um, I think as Paul gets to the end of this uh, chapter, he is explaining something that is very true uh, for many of us. So then, uh, this is the end of our, our uh, from last week, we were talking about the law and how the law points us out that we have sin. Uh, which seems like bad news, but the law is good because we know we're sinful, then we know we're in need of a Savior, which is really good news to know that there is a solution for this, uh, and it's Jesus. And so this is the end of that. So then the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. So he says, that, just remind us, the law is not the thing that's bad. The law is pointing out the thing that is, that is bad, and, that, and who can solve that problem that's outside of us. Uh, and he continues on. Here's our passage for today. Did that which is good then become death to me? Did this law that's good, did it become death to me? By no means. We hear that phrase again. Nevertheless, in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good to bring about my death, so that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. We, thought, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but I hate, but what I hate, I do. There's that phrase. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I want, if, <laughs> this, is the, this passage is wild. Uh, it's like a poem. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. 
For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This is this I keep on doing. If you hear that phrase similar again, right? I do not I I do not do the good that I want to do. There's good things I want to do, and I end up not doing them, but the evil I do not want to do is what I do. And this keeps going on. But if I do what I but I <laughs> I can't figure it out today. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but is sin living in me that does it. So sin in me continues to have this work in me, even as I turn to Christ, even as I put faith in him, even as I'm changed, I, I still find myself doing what I don't want to do and turning to, the, to evil things that I, that I didn't want to do. I, I find this life, it's this kind of t- continuation, almost even in the way it's written, it, 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 you feel the chaos and the confusion and the, uh, it almost feels like over, he's overwhelmed by how frustrating this is. He just keeps saying it over in different ways. The, even the way it's written uh, kind of articulates, kind of shows off how this feels. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. So deep in me, like all the way at the core of me, I do delight in God's law and who he is. I do this faith, but I see another law at work in me. Waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. So Paul uh, is explaining, I think, a very true reality. If you think of my friend who felt so seen by this passage, is because he felt this struggle. I, I, uh, in college, he was struggling with lots of sin, and someone shared the gospel with him, and he said yes to Jesus. And then it wasn't long, and he said, I still am really struggling with this stuff. I still really find myself turning away from what God has for me. Even though I do feel a great love and a, and a faith towards God, my hope is in Jesus, and I still find myself each day making these other choices. What's going on? So he reads this passage, and he goes, oh, how encouraging. Paul says these same words. And so this passage uh, today hopefully can speak kind of two truths to us that I think hopefully can be encouraging. They're really foundational gospel truths of who we are, who the church is, uh, and what we're called to. And so these two truths for today is that we're all in trouble and that Jesus still wants us. Two things that each day you could remember that I am a sinner uh, and I am deeply loved at the same time. And so some of the phrases, as we look at our first thing here, I'm in trouble, uh, that we hear, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. Uh, maybe you've not said those exact words, but I felt that very much. I feel that in very small things where I go, I tried so hard, and I thought I had all the, the pieces in place and all the plans in place, and this still didn't go the way. I thought it would go. I feel this in the way I find myself doing the same thing or saying the same words that I keep promising I will not say or do. The things I'm praying about that I've shared with my small group over and over, I really don't want to uh, talk this way to my family or I really don't want to think this way or I don't want to go to these idols when I'm frustrated or, or, or uncomfortable. And I find myself, how many times have I had to come and confess the same thing to you? What is wrong with me? For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. It's these same 
uh, feelings that I think we see Paul expressing here. So I find this law at work, although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. It's this reality of living in a world in between uh, when Jesus comes and makes everything right. There's no more tears. It's all new and it's right and good. And then and living in, in a world that is just led by my heart and my desires and, and moving towards what I think will bring me hope and life. It's this place we live in now where we feel both of these. And actually Romans 8 will, is going to talk a lot about this, the flesh and the spirit, and what that looks like. But this is, Today, I just want to sit in this. This, um, this is what I'm feeling. And verse 24 kind of says it, I think, after um, a lot of verses of Paul explaining that we've been changed people, <coughs> that we don't run to sin because we're new people. There might be a moment you go like, I don't know. I still love running after that sin. I think this would be a response that I would feel. I might not say the word wretched, but I'd say, what a wretched man am I? I go, who could rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Who is going to rescue us from this cycle, this habit, this almost predictable way of life where I'm pursuing Jesus and at the same time I'm feeling pulled to something else? We're in a lot of trouble. This week, my uh, phone shuffled to a song uh, and I think it, this song gives words to this. It's almost like it was written for this passage. It comes with a different answer than we're going to see. I think you'll be able to pick that out. But this song so captures this, this problem of um, trouble. And actually, um, I was going to just play this song or just show the lyrics. <coughs> but I found uh, someone else singing it really well. So just listen to the song. I just want you to hear the words to this uh, as a way I think they're articulating this place we're in a, and have you been in this place? And do you feel this? Um, and this, this song is called Trouble. It's from Ray LaMontagne. But this is a different guy singing it, just so, you, just so you're aware. Uh, but listen to the words. This. See if you can feel the, the words here, how, if they express kind of our, our uh, feeling here. Uh, here we go. We'll skip through this. Uh-oh, Stephen, this is not working. It's hard to listen to it. Without sound, it might be the most important part. See if it works the same. There we go. Crank it up.
I just, I love this song. Uh, <clears throat> I love the original version as well. <clears throat> but it says, um, I've heard this song many, many times, and I like, I love, I love the lyrics to it. I love the the way it's sung. But the t- this week, this song hit me harder. I think because it expressed something to me that I that we're feeling. I think Ray writing this song felt what we're feeling, right? I think he maybe uh, is being saved by something that isn't going to actually last. But uh, look at these words. Trouble, 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 trouble. Trouble been dogging my soul since the day I was born. Good theology so far. Thank you, Ray. Worry, 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 worry. Worry just will not seem to leave my mind alone. What, I mean, what a way to explain each day, each moment, right? This, it's almost like he's saying, I, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I can't do it. I keep doing what I don't want to do. <coughs> and then for him, he said, thankfully that I've been saved by this. By a woman. Doesn't name her, just a woman. And she won't let him go. I mean, one one change in a word in this song, and now we have a a worship song almost. Uh, knowing who actually saves us. This trouble, trouble, trouble feels like every time I get back on my feet, she come around and knock me down. Again, the song actually uh, continues to just explain this trouble that we're in. That feels so real. I, I think it's partially why you connect to a song like this. is because you go, yes, I feel this. Something's off. Something's wrong. I feel stuck in this place. And now we've looked at Romans 6. Paul explains who we are, right? Should I keep sinning? No, because you've been changed. Because you've died to that life. And you've risen with this new life. And, and then whose are you? You're no longer a slave to sin. You're a slave this new master, this wonderful God who's righteous and good. And you no longer live for that person anymore, even under that law anymore. <clears throat> and if you get to this part in Romans 7, you might go, I, maybe I'm not a Christian then, because I still feel like those things call to me. Well, you have the same experience then as Augustine. <coughs> Augustine has a, a story about Romans 7, he says, when I was young and I read this passage, I was convinced, in fact, I taught and I wrote that Romans 7 could not have been about a Christian. Because if you are changed, you've been moved from the land of law to the land of grace, then you could not have a day where you say, I do things that I shouldn't be doing. He said, when I was young in my faith, and I would adamantly teach the end of Romans 7 was about a non-believer. And he said, every day I got older, I was more convinced that Romans 7 was much more about a believer. And in fact, at a moment in his life when he was older, he said, if Romans 7, the end of Romans 7, isn't about a Christian, then I must not be a Christian. It's a pretty big change. You have to figure out when you're reading this stuff there. Which I think uh, tells us something that we've seen before. I've used this uh, image before. But there's this, uh, this is a line. This is from uh, the go- uh, Gospel Life. It's a, a study that we've used here. The idea is that um, as you move, as you turn to Jesus at this word conversion, as you turn and put faith in Christ, then you start this kind of new journey in your life where if you look at the bottom here, you become more and more aware of your own sinfulness. 
your own flesh, your own brokenness. And at the same time, you're continuing to grow closer to God and you're becoming more aware of God's holiness. And so as that happens, you actually, as you get older, you're more and more aware of how often you still turn to your old master. You still turn to the old land. You still turn to your old boss who's commanding you to do things. That sin is still there in your flesh and that you are learning how good and holy God is. And so it feels like even more and more how far you are from a holy God as you understand more how sinful you are. Now this reminds us of what the answer to this is. As that happens, the cross gets bigger and bigger. The payment, the grace that Christ has given us gets bigger and bigger, which makes him sweeter and sweeter and more lovely and more beautiful because we're more aware of our brokenness and we're way more aware of his goodness. You think often that moment uh, when I first maybe say I came to Christ would be like, oh, that was the highlight. I wish I had the faith that I had then in Augustine. And I would say, I think many of our friends here would say, as you get older, you actually get a sweeter taste of the real life of a believer that until Jesus returns, we live in this place where sin is pulling at us as our deep inner delight is still in God. As we understand our deep trouble, we understand the answer to that trouble, which Paul tells us here as we get to the end of this passage. He said, I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. This is from the message. There's no one who can do anything for me. Isn't that the real question? He's not really asking the question, give me a system so I can do the things I'm supposed to do and and not do the things I'm not supposed to do. He's saying, this really just shows me I'm at the end. I don't know what to do. What's the answer? Is there any way out of this? And then he gives us our answer. There is. It's outside of you. The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I am pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. I love how it tells us that. And so really, the great news today is that, that we are in a place where we feel that, that uh, deep delight in God at the same time pulled by sin. We don't have to act like we have it all together. And really, the story is not of us being great and having it all together, making beautiful signature dishes so that God would want us. It's actually like in our, in our deep brokenness, God still wants us. So watch this. I have the same video for us. This is, I'm getting a double illustration out of this video. Notice that. Uh, listen, listen again. Now let's watch it one more time and see if you can, fe- if you can see the difference here. This time around, see if you can spot the difference.
if you feel it in the room. Uh, we were we were pre we were playing this earlier this morning just to make sure the video worked, and Jordan was in here and he said, "I can't do this." <laughs> he walked out of the room. And I was like, "It worked. That was the point. <laughs> it worked." Uh, I I think I I often view myself as I got to get out there and just kill it. I got to sing this amazing cover of Trouble, and everyone's gonna hit the buttons, and they're all gonna spin around and they're gonna go, "Oh, we want you on our team." You, don't forget the gospel, friends. The gospel is that you sound like a chipmunk and your voice sounds modulated and messed up and you sing off key and, and you, you, you have terrible dance moves and your outfit looks terrible. Like you're, you don't have it together and Christ smiles and hits the button. He says, I want you still. Enough that I'm going to go on a cross and I'm going to give myself for you and I'm going to make a place for you in heaven with me. Not because you have a, this beautiful voice, but because I want you, because I love you, because I've come to rescue you, because I'm going to change you and use you and love you. He says, I want you. Paul reminds us of this great, great truth that when we're in a place of, I don't know what else to do, I need help. He says, thank God Christ has come and he can do it. We say, who could ever do this? He says, well, you can't. But Christ has come to rescue you. It's really good news. He's all we got. In fact, when uh, he's talking to the disciples in John 6, he says uh, he's talking about what's coming and that people have been leaving as they've heard him preach more and more. And Jesus says to the 12, do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter says to him these great words, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. When all the pots and pans fall, when I can't figure it out, when I go, come on, Drew, you gotta figure, you gotta get this together. Get yourself together. Figure out a plan. Stop, stop this, stop this, stop this. Figure it out. Um, Paul's reminding me today that remember, Jesus is the one who has the words of eternal life. He's the one who can rescue us and has. So that could be a start, my starting place. I think this is so important here as we, uh, as we finish up here to understand uh, not only that we're in trouble, but that Jesus wants us and he's the one who changes us. This is the gospel I want us to walk into as we walk into Romans 8. This is the gospel I want us to walk with as we walk into our day. This is the gospel I want our friends to hear and to know that's why we meet on Sundays. Oh, you go to church? Those are like people who have it all together. Oh, we have, no, we have no idea what we're doing. We do what we don't want to do, probably just like you do. But we know someone who has done what's needed. Makes me think um, this week is uh, trick-or-treat. I got some of my favorite trick-or-treat photos of these sweet ladies. Um, Zariah here, our youngest, <clears throat> for many years has gone as a combination of a, of a person. We have all sorts of great photos here. Thanks, ladies. I didn't tell you you're going to show these, but you're beautiful ladies, so I got to show you pictures. Along with our friend David here, this is David's first time trick-or-treating. It's a big moment in his life. Uh, uh, this is Zariah here, though, as a dragon princess. This is a some type of ballerina dancer princess, right? Some kind of combo. This is some type of fancy lady princess cat, I think, and this one. She's always about three different things. <clears throat> fancy lady for many years. It's one of my favorite Halloween costumes, the fancy lady. It's awesome. 
uh, early on, though, with Zariah's, we went trick-or-treating. we go to a neighbor's house. <clears throat> they'd open the door, and they'd say, trick-or-treat. And they always ask a similar thing. they say, who are you? You know, and they'd say, and the kids would say, I'm Batman, and I'm a cowboy. And, and for uh, the first years of trick-or-treating, Zariah would say, I'm Zariah. And they'd go, no, 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 like, who are you? And she'd say, Zariah. <laughs> and then she'd look at me like, who are these people? <laughs> I'm obviously Zariah. Not knowing, like, they're asking, no, no, tell us who you're dressed up as. I love that picture, though. This is the picture, I think, today that, that we want to leave with. How much are we walking around and people are saying, who are you? And you say, I'm a fancy lady. Look, can't you tell? I have, like, my dress on and my cat ears and my glow stick. Uh, and they go, oh, cool, okay. And not only for you, but for a friend, how much harder is it to go, ah, there they go, I'm not very fancy. I'm definitely not fancy enough. How different is it, though, if you say, I'm Zariah? I also don't know what's going on. And I'm also pretty broken, and I also need help. I think, how much are we wearing a costume to look a certain way? And maybe sometimes that's to look a very Christian way. And what would it look like for us to be, I think, even more gospel-y in that I'm in trouble. And thank God Christ has come to rescue me. I think you're in trouble too. And I know who can rescue us from this. Let me uh, wrap us up here. Uh, Jordan, if you want to come up, we're going to sing a little bit here in a second. I just want to, I, I was reading Psalm 46 lately, and uh, it's a psalm that I know the ending to really well, and I don't often read the whole thing, and I think it's a psalm that speaks to, I would wonder if Paul was even uh, thinking of this as he read it, but look at how this psalm uh, plays itself out. I'm going to read this to us. Just kind of take this in. This is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. That's what it looks like to be people who know they're in trouble, but also know they have a God who wants them, is with them. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall be, not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations to <clears throat> on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Why, why can we be still and know that God is God? Why can he be exalted in all the nations and all the earth? Because he's our fortress and our strength. Because he's with us when we're in trouble. And we are in trouble. And he's with us. And that's what our day can look like. As we know, we can be still as he does that for us. A few things to consider here, friends, as we move into a time of worship, as we continue to worship. Um, we have an opportunity to worship in different ways and respond to that good gospel news. We do that through communion. We have communion out on both sides of the room in the back. Um, and it is an all-church week. We have stickers out there, too. If 
Uh, if your kids want to go and, and put a sticker on you, if anyone wants to put a sticker to remind you that Christ has died, his body's been broken, his blood has been shed, he has come in our time of trouble and he's rescued us by giving his own life, his own death for the death we deserved. We're also going to sing. Jordan's got some songs for us to remind us of good gospel truths. We have people in the back who want to pray for you. Please take advantage of that. They would love to pray anything for you. Um, and we also can give. And so you can do that on our app, or you can also do it. We have a uh, black bin out there you can give in if you want to give physically here. Let me pray for us as we move into a time of just worship and responding. Lord, thank you that while we are in trouble, so much trouble, while we just keep doing what we don't want to do, you have come to rescue us. While we were sinners, you still came to rescue us. I pray that would change us, that our love for you would grow, that we would find ourselves doing more of what you called us to do. But Lord, on days uh, that feel like we keep doing what we hate to do, uh, that your grace would come, that would lift us, that would lift our chins, that we would look to you. And Lord, that we could be people of grace that would continue to help each other look up. Lord, and that we could keep praying as our brother Jack prayed, that we are failures and you still love us and we would believe that. Oh, Lord, help us believe that. And that would change us. And that would change our friends around us. That would change our world and our community knowing that good news. We pray this in your son's good, good name. Amen.